Hey, good evening, friends. Today is the 20th of January 2021. Leaving the office after a busy day. Getting out a little bit early. Be home by 8. That's a rarity. That's good, though. It's a good thing, right? Get home, spend some time with my family, sleep well. I can sleep in a little bit tomorrow. As the PM shift starts around 3. That's good. There's some of the wheelie bike boys cutting across town. Up to no good, no doubt. So I'm not so sure. Well, let's back up. I have some good conversations with people today. Had some really good conversations, helped a bunch of cool folks today. Had somebody come in, man, this woman had a scowl on her face. She was, uh, you know, stressed and hurting and had some unfinished, uh, you know, like frustrations with other chiropractors and coming to me. And I, you know, whenever somebody, it's always a great opportunity when somebody says that, like, oh yeah, I went to this chiropractor and then they stopped having evening hours, and then I went to this chiropractor, and he wanted me to get x-rays, you're not going to get me, make me get x-rays, are you? So people have access to grind, and issues with um, other doctors, or other people, and they, <clears throat> I can't move forward until I strategize and say, alright, what was the problem? How can I avoid that? You know, what went on? Why don't you want x-rays? Oh, your chiropractor told you you had to get all that. Well, he told me you got me these x-rays, and then they said that they were wrong. And after 15, x, 15 x-rays and all that radiation, I didn't think that, the, you know, he said that they were wrong. So she's right to be pissed at him, actually, um, because he ordered the shit. But whatever the case is, somebody's now sitting in front of me, whether it's a chiropractor or another doctor or a man or a woman, whoever you've got an axe to grind with, um, and you superimpose that same template onto other people in that area, you know, another doctor. Now you're presenting to me, and I have to, I don't want to be that that doctor, you know, I want to take care of you and serve you well and earn my money and <clears throat> earn your um, your business, earn your confidence, earn your respect, earn your friendship with my sincerity, you know, but you can't move forward, can you, until you've, you know, I've addressed these issues, so I had to have a conversation with her, and it went well, and gave her a good adjustment, took my time, had some, you know, she finally opened up, talking about some problems that she has, problems that her husband has, some stresses in her life, and she she opened up, and we had a little conversation, and I played a little ukulele tune for her, and said, thank you for coming in, let me know how we can serve you going forward, that's it. You know, did I get? Did I give you what you paid for? Did I give you more than what you paid for? Can you fucking believe it that an individual cares this much and really wants to help and 
you know, I just, I just can't, I want to hit it out of the park for these people, for anybody, business or pleasure, I mean, friends, whatever, I want to serve people, it's a, it's not about the business, it's not about making money, it's about doing a good job and, and feeling like you're one of the good guys, <clears throat> so that was an interesting conversation, I had another friend who, uh, really hurt and was worried about this gentleman and it's the second visit this week and uh, he was a different guy you know so whether it's something that I did or something that he did or he needed something and we're trying to provide that and help and it seemed like things are looking better for him talked to a few people about the inauguration and just all the craziness that occurred over the past couple months that I've been ranting about and have been all over the news and we all feel these things, that's the thing, there's a collective there's a collective um, a hive mind a hive of emotions that we all feel, I think we're all kind of if you're tuned in, you're tapped into it, you can feel that. You can feel that there's something afoot that, you know, by the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes, or or it's a good vibe, or whatever the fuck. You can feel this shit. I can. <clears throat> and so, um, we talked, had some conversations about Trump and farewell looking forward to turning the page, you know, I see people interacting online and folks saying, oh, it's great, we have a vice president who's a female and we have a new president and it's no drama and listen, we can't, I mean, it seems like that, it seems like it's definitely a cause for celebration because things have been so dramatic, so angry. I listened to an opinion piece or read an opinion piece by um, Michael Smirconish today, who I've always really liked. I met him one time. Uh, we did a, did a charity food run early in the morning that he had set up in downtown Lansdale, and we, we called Cadence all the way down the street. A hundred of us went in there and delivered all these goods <clears throat> to the soup kitchen and stopped in to meet him, and I, he interviewed me. This is 10 years ago. So, he's a, a pretty sensible guy. He's a local Philly guy. Um, he's a lawyer. I think he uh, he's a politician of some, uh, at least a, a, talks a lot of politics. So, I don't know if he ran for anything. I'm sure he did. But he's a nice guy. He's a pretty reasonable person. He's a moderate, I'd say. Um, he said that... Uh, kind of given some grief to the left, <clears throat> Rachel Maddow, because she didn't, she failed to mention in her diatribes against the president on the 6th of January that he, uh, he did in fact somewhere sneak in, you know, let's come with me, we're going to go up here, I'm going to lead you all the way to the Capitol and uh, we'll peace, engage in a peaceful protest. Well, this of course came after much fiery rhetoric from him and his kids and his 
handlers who had, you know, said all kinds of shit, you know. The election was stolen. I mean, that's something. That the, the other side cheated and that, you know, I will never concede and all that. I don't know if I would, you know, I don't know if I'm going to leave. Like, he, he <clears throat> made a very strong case that he might just stay in his post and just operate with impunity. And all that flies in the face of the peaceful transition of power. We discussed that quite a bit. So, basically, the smoke kind of having settled, the world didn't come to an end so far on the 20th of January 2021. Uh, around this inauguration, we had 25,000 or however many thousands of National Guard troops there making sure that there was no nonsense. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that things won't happen in the future, God forbid, but people, they should not be compelled or prompted. They don't need any excuse to hate. Because people already store a lot of their frustrations and a lot of their anger and their lies and their bullshit, they store it in their physical and mental being. And so, there's a saying that I've shared before, it is that hurt people hurt people. So you lose an election, you feel like it's not your country anymore, and you think it's going to fall in the hands of socialists and all this stuff, that you anticipate the worst is going to happen, then that's that's your reality. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily your, it is your perception. It's, does, it might not have any basis in fact, but that is your reality. That is the world that you're living in. That's the lens through which you see everything. And so that makes you unhappy. It makes the people in your life unhappy. It makes you... <clears throat> antagonistic to any sort of government leadership that we will have from the other side. So people will remember this loss and, you know, this craziness and the notion that um, the notion significantly debunked by now that it wasn't a free and fair election and in fact it was stolen and it should have gone to Trump. People will wear that forever. They'll carry that around in their heart forever, that negative shit. This is my life. You know, this is the lens through which I see everything. Shit-colored glasses. Shit-smeared glasses. I see the world through a pair of glasses smeared with fucking excrement. Because I'm angry and I'm hurt. And I feel betrayed that I lost something, and now I'm—I mean, in any side, in any friggin' story, this is sometimes what people do. And sometimes people can change. Sometimes they can be convinced. Um, but a lot of times, you know, just thinking about dealing with people and <clears throat> being a student of humanity, as we all are, and going back to some of the experience that I have uh, treating patients and, and being familiar with people's behaviors and such. Um, there is a quote from the Tao Te Ching, uh, written by Lao Tzu, I think, Chinese dude. Fucking, it's pretty good. There's a, there's a 
YouTube, about an hour YouTube reading of the Tao Te Ching by Wayne Dyer, who was like a, he's a doctor, definitely a motivator, wrote some books. <clears throat> and the quote is, uh, untie your knots. Think about that, how that makes you feel that you've got these axes to grind, you've got your you're tied in knots, like you're bound up by emotions. We are all bound up by emotions, right? If we're honest, we we feel these things this certain kind of way about the world and some maybe some bad times we had and some trauma in our life. We all have it, you know, it just makes us human, some more than others. But to untie your knots, I think is to try to work out our problems, to identify them first, and to acknowledge them, is the biggest thing. Because there's some angry motherfuckers out there walking around, right? Just angry at things, at perceived losses, and having feeling like they're wronged, or um, like they got a shit deal in life, or whatever it is. And like I said earlier, you might be angry at their ex-wife, or their ex-husband, or their teacher, or their doctor, or their parents. And we all carry this baggage around. And I think that the best thing we can possibly do is untie our own knots. To try to find ways to do it. And if we can't do it ourselves, then we're probably going to need some help. But I think that, you know, I'm no psychologist, but I think a a good strategy to do this, like uh, self-care self-care way is just be like, all right, like I'm proud of some people recently, friends of mine who've said, I'm not, not my circus. I'm not dealing with these crazy people anymore. I need to withdraw and disengage because a lot of times there are unequal relationships. And sometimes that might be fine with you, but think if we are all honest, it'd be, um, Most relationships are not perfectly even, right? Well, whoever this relationship is with, say it's with your spouse, do they do more shit for you than you do for them? Do they meet your needs? Do they, you know, do things physically? Are they thoughtful? I mean, most of most guys, I think, would probably do well to admit that their spouses, their their wife, in my case, um, she does a lot. She does takes care of the kids. She pays the bills. She loves me and everybody so much. She cares for people. She's kind and considerate. And I do my stuff too. But I'm, I'm aware that it's probably not an equal sharing. I might take more than I give. Now, I don't... There might... There are some circumstances where people give, give a lot. And they're not really being asked to give. But they feel like, like that's, that's therapeutic for them. They're a nurturer. They like to help other people. I'm like that, I like to think. But, um, and some people are takers. Some people are givers and some people are takers. And hopefully most of us strive to be somewhere in the middle. You know, where we, we understand, we are aware that we need to give as well as take. We need to listen as much as we need to talk. It's this whole balance, you know, the yin and the yang. 
hate to go back Eastern philosophy, but well, I don't hate that. I enjoy that. I, I think it's more sensible than some other philosophies. So um, the balance of yin and yang. And uh, so givers and takers. There are people that we all can think of pop right to mind where they just, geez, they call you up, they, they spit a bunch of, spew a bunch of hateful stuff at you, not at you maybe, but telling you about all their problems. And you listen to them like you listened to them many times before, and they listen to you a little bit. But it's une- an unequal exchange. And I think that an equal exchange would require us untying our knots. We have to be aware, self-aware, aware of our thoughts, aware of our actions, to start watching ourselves more closely so that we don't take our shit out on other people. And I think that, you know, this has this is fair game. Um, this is fair game for the conversation we're having about everything. Relationships across the board, doctor-patient relationships, spouse relationships, relationships with your family, your kids, your teachers, your doctors, other people that you uh, interact with throughout your your life. You know, we have to be aware of that we need to share. Be aware that you need to share and untie your knots so that you don't dump too much on other people. Sometimes they want to hear it, they want to help. As mentioned, it's actually therapeutic for them to listen to you, to help, to be there for you, and for you to come back and be there for them. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. That is what a relationship is. I'm not saying don't tell people your problems or vent on people. You know, folks have... We've all got our issues, and talking about them is helpful. But I think you know what I'm talking about. Somebody like a, like a Trump, or like these, you know, egotistical, um, selfish people. Like to, <clears throat> as I was talking before, this is fair game in relationships. It's fair, fair game. Uh, the relationships we have with our leaders, and how we how we envision them. You know, how we, uh, their, the role they play in our lives. I mentioned in a previous podcast that, you know, leadership is an important thing. There's leadership by, by love and respect, and there's leadership by fear. And the latter can be easier. Uh, just quick, you just scare the shit out of people. You make threats. You know, you make people angry. You appeal to their emotion. It's harder to earn people's respect. It's a hard work to do so uh, but the behavior that we've seen coming from our leaders recently um, is a result I believe of just things getting entirely out of hand with people not untying their knots not unpacking their shit before they dump it on others in fact you know politicians and politics and our president, outgoing, our former president, his routine was to dump on people 
and project his fear and his anger and his frustration um, onto other people. And Americans saw that and the world saw that. And in your, the problem with doing that is that it might get you what you want sometimes, but who the hell would want to deal with you? Who would want to have anything to do with you if you haven't untied your knots? We're all com- humans are complicated beings. We're complicated creatures, to say the least. But <clears throat> you think about the exponential complications and drama that can ensue when we, the people at the highest levels of our society, just start fires and uh, harbor conflict, create conflict. The world goes chaotic, and they destroyed one of the things that Trump will be remembered for is that <clears throat> he mind-fucked his entire base into believing falsehoods. Not to say that the other side is any better, but in this case, Trump flying under the flag of Republicans, the right the right wing, and associating with people like a Rush Limbaugh, um, Steve Bannon, Mike Pompeo. You know, he... There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, frustration. There's a lot of lies. So, a lot of the world is subjective, of course. But, we can measure some things. You know, we do know the difference between objective and subjective. But, people like Trump, they blurred that shit. So nobody, you never knew what's correct, you know, shouting fake news, you know, is the president shouts fake news who routinely um, spouts falsehoods. I mean, I was talking to somebody this evening saying there's going to be, there's going to be a coffee table book of all the bullshit that this guy said, all the crap he spouted, all the falsehoods and all the inaccuracies and all the drama that he created because he refused to be, he didn't want to be wrong or he he didn't like the way, he didn't like the truth so he created his own truth he lied and there are people our fellow Americans you know, who bought that hook, line and sinker someone told me that there was a post or something on the QAnon and now they're turning on Trump and saying thanks for thanks for that, thanks for nothing because he abandoned them in the end right, so all these people might have uh, mentioned before that you know, you got all these folks who bought into this bullshit the, the realtor who um, was denied that she entered the Capitol and committed any crimes, said that she was just in the among a bunch of peaceful protesters meanwhile we got her on Facebook streaming, live streaming the event saying, live or die, it doesn't matter. You know, you want me to be your realtor. And then saying that that never happened. And, oh, well, it did, but, and I'm going to go to prison now. But I think the president should um, 
pardon all of us because, I mean, we were responding to his, his call to action. And now these people who've left there, they, he pardoned uh, little Wayne on a, on a, uh, a gun charge by the people who he called and prompted and brainwashed into thinking that the election was unfair, who came and marched, left their jobs and their families and came across the country um, angry, uh, riled up, marching on the Capitol, broke in, shat in there, took a piss, stole shit, brought Confederate flags into the frickin' a government building, wore frickin' Auschwitz, Camp Auschwitz t-shirts, and other white national fucking Nazi bullshit, put their feet up on friggin' our elected representatives' uh, desks and smoked cigars and crap. I mean, <clears throat> he convinced them, if not to do those specific actions, I think that he, he absolutely he misled these people. They followed him and would do anything for him. Many of them indeed were prepared to die for another four years of Donald Trump. I mean, what a salesman. He may be the, um, the art of the deal. He may be a brilliant um, businessman because he sure sold a lot of bullshit to these people. Marketing is an incredible thing. And so he hijacked these people's brains. Some of these deep structures like the limbic system or the amygdala you might have heard about, read about. These have to do with fear and controversy and, and it really appeal to people's emotions. He hijacked their limbic system and coerced them into um, stopping the steal. And they all came... Many of them came and protested, and some of them rioted and broke and enter and into the frickin' Capitol building, and people died. People were hurt. And so um, now these folks would like um, to be let off the hook. I mean, we talk about untying your knots. Talk about baggage. It's scary. You know, it's scary. We've seen shit throughout history like this, right? We've seen um, and heard stories about Nazis and uh, the Hitler Youth and how normal people looked the other way while concentration camps were erected and run, smokestacks burning human flesh. Uh, you know, over by the park there, you know, just don't go over there by the barbed wire, there's something going on over there, I don't know, well, don't worry about that, it's just a, yeah, it's a, yeah. So, incredible things have occurred throughout history, and this is an incredible thing too, the limbic hijacking of, of Americans that, you know, take pride in freedom and, um, freedom of expression and freedom in so many ways. All those rights that we we scream loudly about, we demand. 
that we think we're entitled to because hundreds of years ago we stood up and fought against a, a standing army of England separation from the king. It makes me think, I'll, I'll, cl- I'll, I'll end with this. I've alluded to this before. I remember going to, with the Cub Scouts, I remember going to the Constitution Center in Philadelphia, and there's these dioramas where behind glass you see all these artifacts from back in the, you know, 1700s, 1800s, during the the, uh, Revolutionary War, and right in here in Philadelphia, this on the ground that you're standing, you got the Liberty Bell, you got all these historical things occurred right here in Old City, and you can pick up these telephones and you can hear the conversations that people had when we were considering separating from uh, from Britain. You know, we wanted our own uh, government, we tired of paying taxes to the king and we wanted to our own um, opportunity and you know we're just you know don't fuck with us we're, we're over here to run our own thing we don't need you anymore and we don't want you meddling in our business so we're going to fight back and we're going to become our own country we've got it good over here we found our own land we don't need you anymore we shouldn't you shouldn't be ruling us you know so people want to rebel and fight back and I think that that was a great thing. I think that sometimes there's a time for revolution. And maybe that was wonderful. But I also wonder, is that something that really needed to happen? Like, some of these voices in that diorama were voices of staying under the rule of, of England. Um, and that, you know, oh, you know, we got a good, you know, England, you know, they've been good to us and they don't really cause me any trouble and I don't mind paying taxes to them. We all came from England. And, um, and then the other person say, no, they're being unfair. They're taking more than they're given. And this is our land. We built our own uh, life here and we don't need these, you know, monarchy telling us what to do. I think about that because I wonder... Sometimes, you know, what good does it really do? I'm glad we have America, and I'm proud of all the the positive things we've done in several hundred years. The but we've also, if you watch these documentaries, man, we've done fucking terrible things, right? The Civil War killed each other. We first we killed the revolutionary, you know, the the British soldiers, the redcoats, and the Hessians, and all that. And then we, we turned our, our muskets on each other. Killed the hell out of each other in the Civil War. That was dumb. We enslaved a bunch of people and employed them um, or against their will in the cotton fields and tobacco fields of the South. Um, we're all immigrants, but now, now we don't believe in immigrants. You know, we had... I read something saying Mike Pompeo delivered an address. I guess the suggestion is that he's trying to capture Trump's the Trump voters. Um, kind of extreme 
you know, folk. He wants the Trump voters when he runs for election in 2024. Mike Pompeo. And he said something to the effect of, we are not a multicultural society. That is not who we are. Which, I don't know if it's taken out of context or what, but anybody who would embrace Donald Trump's policies and um, rise up against uh, immigration and, you know, normal, uh, reasonable immigration standards and um, policies, you know, some of the shit that, that it, it flies directly in the face of the equality that we, some people believe we have, you know. Some people believe that systemic racism isn't a thing. Okay. It is a thing. You know? We're damaged goods. The nation needs to untie its knots. You know? Before we kill each other. Again. And so... I... I do feel like... A weight has been lifted. I do feel like progress has been made today. You know, who knows what will happen in the days to come, but for today, so far, there has been no terrorist attacks, domestic terrorism. There's been no violence. Uh, there was a, a beautiful day and an inauguration, and I saw just some images of, you know, they make you hopeful, like last night. Biden stood in front of the Washington Monument with Kamala Harris and their spouses and got a picture there where they did a memorial to the 400,000 people who died with the coronavirus, from the coronavirus. And so I feel like that was a symbolic moment and important to do. Why Biden, the incoming president, is doing that and Trump was not, you know, that, that could have been a nice farewell for him. But he couldn't get out of town fast enough. I haven't read the minutes from uh, the speeches that he made. Supposedly he wrote Biden a letter. I'd love to know what that says. I'm sure we'll find. Um, but that Biden's coming in saying, you know what, we, let's do a memorial to these 400,000 lives lost. And let's kick this virus in the ass. Let's step up, you know, vaccination campaigns and public health efforts. And let's, I'm going to be president for everybody. And I'm going to try to represent everybody. I hope that people would give them a chance. You know? I hope that the people that I alluded to earlier, that just the loss the drama, the mind-fucking that has occurred on, um, on, on all Americans to a degree, but specifically on this group of people who somehow justified following a man of Trump's very poor character. Terrible fucking character. Terrible. You know, that coffee table book of Trump's lies, I think every house should have it. Because it's important to remember that shit. 
that's an heirloom to pass down to generations that we let this guy represent us. This was okay with all of us. You know, only at the last minute when there came to violence, historic violence and anger and frustration during a pandemic, this all had to happen for what? For us to wake up again and realize, oh, wait a second, I thought we are supposed to get better by the generation. I thought we are supposed to, you know, we were just the best of the best. So now we realize that our shit smells like everyone else. Ridiculous notion that we are exceptional. You're only exceptional, you know, it don't matter what you fucking did yesterday. It don't matter that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. They could lose the Super Bowl this year. They could lose it again. They could, they, they, they're not guaranteed to win. Just because America won world wars and, you know, did incredible things with incredible human beings is, and has is, is been some tremendous uh, feats accomplished throughout American history, a short history. We've done a lot of good. Um, it's no guarantee that it's going to be like that going forward. So, we need to untie our knots. Enough said. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>